This is the multi-voice text-to-speech podfic reading of Pleading the Major Fifth by Crethes, composed by Burning Aurora. Chapter 1. Pleading the Major Fifth It's not his fault, serious reasons with himself. He's been good. He's been patient. He's done his waiting. It's not his fault, he decides, when he has to grip himself through his trousers to keep from leaking into them. He can be good. He can be patient. He can wait. It's not his fault, he knows, but it is his problem. His very real, very hard, very painful problem. Remus is in a new suit. New. Not the one Sirius has seen him in a dozen and a half times now, no. Apparently, Remus had used his advance to get his measurements sent to this legendary tailor in Bloody Milan who specializes in tall, leggy gits. Read gods, like Remus, and Sirius knows that he personally had nothing to do with it, but good God is he suffering for Remus's actions because Remus is in a new suit, and it's tailored and it fucking fits him, and he's so fucking fit, Sirius might burst. Actually, really burst. His dick's been hard from the moment Remus knocked on his door to go over the last-minute changes Minerva made to their set. Normally, Sirius would begrudge a violist for thinking they can just make changes, but Minnie is a bit scary and Sirius needs to stay in her good graces. Remus looked at him with a crooked little smile, gave him a chaste kiss as he strode past, and made himself comfortable at the breakfast bar in his suite. It's green. The suit. Not the breakfast bar. The breakfast bar is some odd beige stone with flecks of what could be quartz through it. But the suit... The new suit, the tailored suit, is green. It's almost black, but when the light of the gaudy chandelier hits it, the emerald shows through in the gleam and Sirius knows he's fucking doomed. He fucking loves green. It's a green suit, and how Remus got that approved by the director is beyond him. But God if it doesn't bring out the gold of his eyes and the blonde and the tawny curls that fall to his shoulders. Sirius has asked a few questions about it feigning casual but also professional interest and trying desperately to hide what it's doing to him physically. The trousers have a stretch to them, apparently, to let Remus spread his legs. Around Ganymede. The cello. Not serious. Not yet, anyway. No. Sirius groans and glares at himself in the mirror of the bathroom. It's his third trip here in under 45 minutes and Remus is either going to think he's in extreme distress or, well, probably just that, actually. But Sirius has to hide in here so he can tell his bossy dick to chill the fuck out for five fucking seconds. More like five fucking hours of not fucking. Fuck. So he can act like a normal human being around his boyfriend. His boyfriend in the new green, fitted suit with stretchy trousers. And James. Fuck. Sirius has told James all about Remus, of course. He FaceTimed him while Remus was in the shower the first morning after they hooked up and gushed like a love-struck teenager, unable to keep even one secret from him. James, being his very best friend, had already been privy to Sirius's feelings and was obnoxiously smug for someone who himself struck out four times with the Love of his life, my moon, my star. Vom. But tonight's concert is the first time James is coming to see the show. Lily, apparently, has never been to Italy, and as it's nearly their six-month anniversary, has it truly been that long? 
James wanted to spoil her. Sirius really hopes Lily likes orchestral music. Well, if not, no worries, there's plenty to entertain them afterwards. But afterwards means the five hours up to and including the concert plus the hosting of his guests around Milan and oh God, if he has to wait that long to get his hands on Remus in this suit, he will quite literally pass away. Remus. Sirius begins as he has about four times now, each as unsuccessful as the last at getting further words out. His throat is dry yet somehow thick with saliva and he feels like he's going to choke on his tongue. Remus is propped against the breakfast bar with his head bowed over the loose leaf score as he marks away with a pencil, his arse on complete display, the router. Hem. Remus asks without looking up. You feeling all right? Come look at these and make sure they make sense, would you? Sirius steals his nerve. He can do this. He can look at some music and read Remus's strange, interconnected, captivating handwriting and not think about the way he holds his pencil or his bow or Sirius's dick. Wow. Sirius inhales sharply as his hips bump against Remus's arse and he practically trembles with the effort of holding back, of not running against him like a fucking dog. No, even a dog would have more control. This isn't my fault. Sirius defends quickly, blushing what has to be a shocking shade of red judging by how warm it suddenly is. Remus's shoulders shake with his low, easy laugh, but he still doesn't look up from the page. And I suppose it's mine, then. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. Sirius boldly drops his hands to Remus's waist and rolls his hips experimentally. It's good, but not nearly enough and he's probably going to need a change of pants after all this is said and done with how much he's leaking into them. Infuriatingly, Remus's pencil continues to scritch along the page. If Remus would just get with the program, Sirius could go back to using his actual brain instead of his lizard monkey hind brain that wants nothing but to bury himself in that fucking brilliant arse. And what is it, exactly, that I'm meant to have done? He is not getting with the program. Remus. Sirius whines. He knows he's whining and being altogether rather desperate, but how's he meant to act when his six-foot-fucking-five boyfriend strides into his hotel room dressed like this? Sirius. Remus mimics in a much lower register. He's still not looking at Sirius, that absolute bastard. He has to be doing this on purpose. This chord progression here, I respect Minerva, but she wants to change it to an augmented major but I think that's going to cheapen the allegro section in the middle, yes. And it's giving me, don't stop believing vibes, which, not quite the idea, please do not tell her I've said that. Sirius's brain is goo. God, you're so fucking sexy when you talk shop, Remus, fuck. Oh, only when I talk shop. Remus asks lazily, flipping through to the next set of pages. Sirius allows himself another helpless not enough grind against Remus's arse and chokes on his moan when he sees, over Remus's shoulder, that he is actually still managing to work, like Sirius is having no effect on him. How the fuck? Remus, stop teasing me. Remus tuts. We're due at the shuttle in. He lifts his free hand to look at his watch, Sirius's watch, the thief. Twenty-nine minutes. Twenty-nine minutes is absolutely more time than Sirius knows he'll need. He'll just split his flies, pull Remus's trousers and pants. If he's even wearing them, secret slag that he is, down, eat him out and fuck him and they'll be at the shuttle with ten minutes to spare. Great, then. 
And I still have to finish this. I'm not working on the shuttle. Minerva will have my guts for garters if she sees I haven't finished this. Sirius groans and slumps against Remus's back, winding his arms lazily around his waist. Please. He mumbles into the textured fabric of his coat. Sirius tries to improve his chances by mouthing his way up Remus's shoulder blade, rising up on tiptoe to kiss the strip of warm, tan neck visible above his starched collar, and drifts his hand lower to palm Remus's cock. He's not hard, but he's not soft, and heat rolls through Sirius's body at this discovery. It'll be quick. You know I play better when I've come recently. Remus snorts, but Sirius catches the little hitch in his breath. So he's not made of stone. You play brilliantly either way, Remus insists, stroking the ego dragon in Sirius's chest, which is nice, but he'd much rather have something else stroked right now. And you have come recently, or was it another man's room I left this morning in yesterday's pants? Even though Sirius knows it's his room that Remus left, he feels a little coil of jealousy wind in his gut. It's his toxic trait he knows, right up there with hubris, stubbornness, an overinflated ego and a penchant for melodrama, apparently, but Remus hasn't seemed to mind. Whenever he likes someone, Sirius just gets a little territorial. James teases him that it's because he's named after a dog constellation, like he's got to mark his territory, and he's probably not all that wrong. He hasn't pissed on Remus, nor does he have any immediate or future plans to, but he's definitely stared down two friendly bartenders and Benji fucking Fenwick. Sirius tightens the arm around Remus's waist and sucks a red spot under Remus's ear to squash his sudden and irrational annoyance towards the flautist. Stop that, Remus mutters, batting blindly at Sirius's face. Sirius catches his fingers in his mouth and swirls his tongue skillfully around his fingertips before Remus can pull away. He's rewarded with a quick inhale from his boyfriend and a tightening of his shoulders. We really do only have. 27 minutes. Sirius spends a completely necessary 20 seconds blowing Remus's fingers before releasing them with a final nibble. Plenty of time, Remus. Sirius whispers in what he hopes is a winning, convincing way. Remus finally turns to face him, dislodging Sirius from his draped stance, and regards him coolly. His level of control is obscene. Sirius used to be like Remus, before he met Remus. He used to be all calm, and cool, and collected, very unaffected by the fawning and theatrics of his pulls. Sirius comes to pieces under his pale gaze, dripping like the honey of his eyes as Remus perceives him. James could be right, and he really might actually be a little bit in love with Remus, but now is not the time nor the place. Remus looks down at Sirius's very apparent direction, bulging obscenely at his trousers and leans against the bar. I have to finish this. Literally six minutes, tops. Let me finish, Remus scolds. He leans forward and kisses the pout from Sirius's face, delving his tongue into his mouth and turning Sirius's legs to jelly. I am going to finish this. You, well, if you can get yourself off before it's time to go, grand. But if you can wait until after the concert, I promise you enjoy it more. Or consider, I get off now and after the concert. Remus rolls his eyes and pushes Sirius back, kicking his adrenaline into overdrive, and crowds him against the opposite wall. Bravely, and perhaps stupidly, how often those two go hand in hand, 
Sirius decides to push his luck. But that's forever from now, and then we have our friends to entertain and while I personally wouldn't mind, James has seen just about every inch of me, I don't know that his girl would be particularly entertained by us having a nice hard fuck on the shares. Or, you know, maybe she would, I don't. Remus kisses him again, fully taking his mouth, one hand cradling his jaw and the other undoing his flies. When Remus grabs his aching, too hard dick, Sirius whimpers and bucks uselessly into his hand. What's gotten into you today, besides me, earlier? Sirius makes a distressed noise, remembering the way Remus's tongue dismantled him to his very foundation that morning, and knocks his head back against the wall. When Sirius doesn't answer with words, Remus nips at his bottom lip. Are you nervous about James? No. Sirius blurts. James has seen me play loads of times. Remus's forehead meets his and their noses brush. Is it that you're worried about James meeting me? I'm not exactly. Absolutely not. Remus, he'll love you. He already loves you. He's a loving bloke. Sirius sighs and slides his face away, embarrassed. It's this. He says with a vague twirling gesture of his hand at Remus. Remus pulls back just enough to look him in the eyes, his brow furrowed. This, me. I mean, I'm flattered, but we've been together for two months now and this is the first time you've been so, well, thirsty. That's what you think. Sirius squirms under the intensity of his gaze. The minutes are ticking down, and he wasn't joking about it only taking six minutes, but he would like a chance to change trousers after. It's the suit. He mumbles. You've seen me in a suit literally seventeen times before now. Remus answers dryly. But not this suit. Realization dawns on Remus's face like the day, at once both wonderful and unpredictable, and his lips twitch in a poorly concealed smirk before he draws away. Six minutes, was it? Yes. Sirius breathes, hardly believing his luck. Remus starts to unbuckle his belt, and Sirius feels his mouth water. I am setting a timer. We will not be late to the shuttle. We will not look freshly shagged in front of Minerva, or she will kill us both. She's not our boss. Sirius mutters petulantly. Remus raises one brow but is silent as he produces his phone from his pocket. Sirius watches him open his alarm app and set a timer for six minutes. Before you ask, six minutes really isn't long enough for a proper shag, namely because it's six minutes and both of us have to sit on a very hard, unforgiving surface for three hours in short order. He's not wrong. Sirius has performed with a fuxor arse before but while he doesn't normally mind, a piano bench really does suck. Let me. Remus cuts him off again. Sirius would find it quite rude if it wasn't so fucking hot. With a hard kiss, more teeth than anything else, and splits his flies. Sirius would really rather take his time to savor this moment, and soak up every glorious inch of Remus in the suit, but he has. Fuck. Five minutes and forty-one seconds to get Remus and himself off. Wanna, watch you. Sirius pants, breathless from the mind-spinning kiss. Watch me, Remus asks, and his voice drops an octave. Well, a major seventh, and takes on a husky quality that Sirius, despite being subjected to it on an irregular basis, is fucking mad for. Sirius nods and pulls back, guiding Remus against the wall. He reaches through the plackets of his flies and preens at the short gasp when his fingers curl around Remus's cock. He is wearing pants, but they're white, and look practically indecent against his tan skin. I want to see you get off, in the suit. 
Remus's first moan is like the opening note of a piece like Rite of Spring, slow and hesitant, and Sirius drinks it up greedily. He's had two months to learn what really gets Remus going, and while he's still got a lot to explore, he has a pretty good handle on how to handle Remus. Sirius tightens his grip and starts slow and firm, but when he tries to ramp up the speed, Remus's long fingers wrap around his stupid, dainty pianist's wrist and gently prize him off to stroke himself. Don't look at the timer, look at me. Sirius snaps his eyes up to Remus's and trembles. Oh fuck, he's close, and he hasn't even touched his own cock. He's dripping with precum and has made a wet patch on the front of his pants that's going to dry all fucky but oh, watching this is well worth the discomfort. Remus looks hot, his face starting to flush a heady shade of pink, leaning against the wall with one leg turned out. He's watching Sirius intently while his arm jerks, and the slap of skin on skin mixed with the breathy puffs of his moans are more beautiful than anything Sirius could ever hope to compose. Then the fucking timer goes off. It's a hard attack, an unwanted interloper on this private moment, and Sirius actually growls at it. He's fully jetting out of his trousers now, dick hard enough to cut diamonds and throbbing from the show he just witnessed. Remus plea. Duty calls, Sirius. Remus interrupts. He pulls his hand away, swallows hard, and tucks himself back into his pants and trousers with a little grimace. You're joking. Remus shrugs and adopts a patient, level smile. No, I'm quite serious. We have to go. Wash your hands, splash water on your face, fetch your shoes. He drops a kiss on Sirius's brow and leaves him gawping while he sets about to do those same tasks. Remus. Sirius gives chase, feeling altogether ridiculous with his cock bobbing between his legs. Remus. Remus looks at his reflection through the mirror as he pats his face dry. Hands, face, shoes. If we're late, I'm sitting with Poppy. The walk down to the shuttle is excruciating. Still hard dick aside, no amount of cold water splashed on his face could dampen his ardor, apparently. Remus walks very quickly, and as Sirius trails after him, he just has to watch his arse. It's torture. They make it just in time to board the shuttle that will take them to the elaborate concert hall. It's more of a train but the director calls it a shuttle and Sirius has better things to do than argue semantics with a doddery old man. Things like trying to convince Remus to engage in a little train cabin frottage or a cheeky handjob. They don't have to share the closed-off area with anyone. Benji stopped trying after a week of being subjected to Sirius's ice outlook. So it really could work. Sirius murmurs, already trying to climb into Remus's lap. You're going to wrinkle this suit you like so much. Remus scolds even as he kisses Sirius and pulls him closer. Sirius spreads his legs to better straddle Remus. They have thirty minutes on the shuttle. Plenty of time. Sirius, if Min. Minnie's with Pops. Sirius says, interrupting Remus for once. He goes back to the barely there mark he left earlier under Remus's ear and sucks at it, drawing extreme pleasure in the way he can feel Remus stiffen under him. Literally anyone else, then. Sirius grumbles and rolls his hips down hard. Let them see, he says, leaning in to catch Remus's bottom lip between his teeth. You really can't wait until after the concert. Intermission. I really can't. He could. Probably. He just doesn't want to. 
Remus leans back and drapes his arms across the narrow space on the back of the bench seat. Tell me about it. Sirius blinks. About? About how you can't wait. Remus, come on. Remus smirks, the gorgeous fucker, and does a little hip thrust that has Sirius's body lighting up with pleasure. I'm perfectly happy waiting until intermission. Something about the level look in his eye, so at odds with the erection pressing into his arse, makes Sirius's blood run hot. They've played around a little with stuff like this, exchanging the power dynamic as it suits them, exercising control and rules. Sirius doesn't consider them fully into the lifestyle or kink, at least not at present, but he can't deny that Remus telling him what to do is fucking sexy. This part is new, though. Remus usually doesn't even pretend that he's not just as interested as Sirius is in sex at any given moment, and while Sirius can obviously tell that he is, see, hard dick against his arse, this challenge is, appealing. Still, Sirius is a prideful wretch, see, aforementioned list of toxic traits, and saying the words in the face of Remus's smug face is difficult. Sirius tries to express himself non-verbally by squirming on Remus's lap and kissing him desperately, but Remus pushes him back with gentle, firm hands. With your words. Remus. Sirius whines, embarrassment welling up coincident with a new wave of arousal. Remus searches his face quickly, a rapid flick of his eyes across Sirius's features and back to meet his gaze, something Sirius has learned to be him making sure he hasn't gone too far. Beg. A shiver runs down his entire body at that, overwhelming and terribly exhilarating. Here. Remus's laugh jostles him. I mean, we could take this to Ben. No. Sirius growls, rocking his hips forward to kiss Remus, his possessiveness turning into a weapon that beats back his pride. Please. He breathes into Remus's mouth. Remus hums in a farce of consideration, his hands dropping to Sirius's waist to grind him down against his body. Sirius huffs and trails kisses down Remus's jaw, to his neck, anywhere he can get his lips on. Please, Remus. I need you. It's starting to work. Remus's breath is hot against his hair, and his hands start to wander, drifting closer and closer to where Sirius needs them most. Go on. I can't fucking stand how goddamn good you look in this suit and it's not bloody fair and I need you to touch me. It's easier now that he started. And while the searing heat of his humiliation burns his cheeks, the heat between his thighs is far hotter, and far more urgent. Please, Remus, touch me. I'll do anything. Anything you want, whenever, wherever, just for the love of fuck, touch me. Tears prick, welled up by embarrassment, but it seems to have worked. A low, rumbling, satisfied hum is pressed to Sirius's mouth, and Remus opens him up with his tongue, tasting Sirius's desperation his yearning, his pure, unadulterated need. You know I really can't fuck you, right? Remus murmurs as his hand works its way between them to unbutton Sirius's slacks. Yes, 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 that can be later. Intermission. Just, please. Oh God, fuck, thank you. It's nearly a sob, a sound wrenched from him the moment Remus's clever fingers wrap around his pre tacky shaft. It's far better than a dry handjob has any right to be but oh Sirius could cry with relief. Don't get my suit messy, Remus warns, smirking against Sirius's lips, and Sirius nods, nonsensical. And I can't fuck you at intermission because we still have over an hour to perform. Don't care, don't care, don't care.
Sirius babbles, rutting into Remus's fist, and he really doesn't care. A throbbing arse on an unyielding piano bench would be well worth the mind-numbing pleasure of Remus fucking him against the door of a bathroom stall. Oh fuck, Remus. He's not sure how he's meant to not make a mess, because he can feel more precums slicking up Remus's fingers as he spreads it around the sensitive head of his cock, making obscene, schlicking noises. Fuck, Remus, fuck, let me blow you. Sirius begs, half afraid of actually coming on Remus's suit. Shine brogues are far easier to wipe come off of, and half just needing to keep showing Remus how much he wants him. Remus's hand stills and Sirius slides off of his lap to kneel on the floor. He'll need to dust and maybe dab some water on his knees later, but that's a problem for future Sirius. Present Sirius can only think so far as to nuzzle the bulge in Remus's trousers, mouthing over it and shuddering when he feels Remus pulse beneath his lips. Go on. Remus coaxes, and that's all Sirius needs. He unzips Remus's flies, draws his beautiful dick out through the slit in his Y-fronts, and swallows him down. Their groans match, deep, visceral satisfaction, and Sirius pauses to really appreciate the feeling of Remus's cock stretching the soft tissue of his throat, of the weight of him on his tongue, the smell of freshly showered, aroused Remus flooding his nose. You can touch yourself. Don't make a mess. Sirius whines and wraps a hand around his cock, using the other to grab Remus's hand to put on his head. Remus buries his fingers in his hair, but doesn't do anything with it. Immune to Sirius's huffed grumbles, Remus just leans back and watches him, and the sight of him, all suited up and in control has Sirius thrusting into his hand frantically. Swallow, Remus asks, and at Sirius's enthusiastic muffled god yes, comes down his throat finally twisting Sirius's hair with the effort of it. Fuck, Sirius, God, are you? Close, so close, I. Mr. Lupin, I am still waiting for those no. Where most people would have reacted with embarrassed shock, made an apology, and beat a hasty retreat, Minerva McGonagall is not most people. She merely sighs and casts her eyes to the window above Remus's head, pinching the bridge of her nose. If you're quite done... Remus subtly tucks himself back into his trousers, and Sirius is left kneeling, shaking, so fucking close. He's not kinky enough, or dumb enough, to keep going in front of her, she'd flay him alive. Quite, Remus says quietly, a deep crimson dusting his cheeks. The notes. Remus goes to pull them from his bag but appears to remember where his fingers have recently been, and gestures to it, sitting innocuously near the compartment door. I expect they are complete. Sirius tenses. He definitely distracted Remus from his task, and guilt lances through him. Remus and Minnie have a gentle, easy peace between them, but Sirius knows how delicate that balance is with him in the mix. Yes, of course. Excellent ideas. Just made a small edit there in the beginning. Remus. Sirius's voice breaks, quite ruining the effect of his indignance because Remus is a sneaky git. Going on with all that tosh about needing to work, and don't distract me, and musical theory this, that, and the other. It's a good thing you aren't a vocalist, Minerva says coolly, and Sirius feels his face heat up. He'd be a lot more prepared for a volley of sass if he didn't have his back to her, and still have his rapidly softening cock in his hand. Still, he's still himself, and croaks back a, I'd make a great vocalist, 
even with my throat all foo. Forgive us, Minerva. Remus interrupts with a sharp rap to Sirius's skull. We'll be more discreet next time. See that you do. We'll be there in five minutes. The door clatters shut. Sirius isn't sure how they missed her coming in, except he is, because he was far too cockupied with Remus coming in his throat, and Sirius holds his breath. Five minutes. He could definitely make this work in five minutes, but the look on Remus's face tells him that won't be happening. Remus, please. Remus reaches down, pulls Sirius into his lap, and kisses Sirius until he sighs and relaxes against his chest. Four minutes now, he murmurs, tracing the line of Sirius's brow with his fingertips. Intermission. Not now. Intermission was, in fact, rather brilliant. Their heated snog in the men's had Sirius panting and dropping trowel, a chorus of Please, please finger me, I can handle it. Played against Remus's mouth, his neck, his clavicle. Remus denied him again, claiming they both needed full use of their fingers for the last half of the concert. Sirius tried to convince Remus that he can take him no prep, no problem. But Sirius knows that, without a copious amount of lube, that wasn't true. So he sat through another ninety bloody minutes of plinking and plunking on the piano, half out of his mind with lust. Sirius tried sobering himself up with the knowledge that James was somewhere in the audience, but then there was the thrill of his fit best friend knowing he was hard on stage and, yeah, that didn't work. Remus looked like a god sent to earth, wrapped around Ganymede with his slightly stretchy trousers and the suit that shone deepest emerald in the lights. He could focus on music, the bastard. His balls were empty. Mostly. When the concert finally ends, Sirius catches Remus's heated gaze from across the stage, and it's only his deep and undying love for James Potter that keeps Sirius from pulling Remus behind one of the heavy curtains and fucking himself on his prick. The sacrifices I make for love. Still, when Sirius sees James, sharply dressed in a maroon suit, it's always red, with him, with Lily in, deepest, emerald, green. Lily's eyes slide right past him, and she lets out a happy laugh and rushes into Remus's arms. They hug for a long, emotional moment, Lily's face pressed into his chest, his own tucked against her red hair, and Sirius doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Judging by the look on James's face, either does he. Ah. He and James exchange a hug that is far more awkward than it should be for two brothers but they're both distracted by their significant other's matching outfits and the smiles that split their faces. Hey, um, hi, hello. I'm James. James, bless him, greets. Remus and Lily finally part, and if Sirius didn't know better, and he might not actually know shit, apparently, he'd say there are tears in her eyes. Oh, sorry. Lily says and yep. Her voice is a little thick and she dabs at her lower lashes with the flat side of her finger. Remus, my boyfriend, James Potter. James, this is my best friend, Remus Lupin. James and Sirius exchange another confused, shocked look. Best friend. Never, not once has Remus mentioned that he knows Lily Evans. Sure, he's mentioned a friend coming to see the show from England that he hasn't seen since she moved to London from Dover two years ago, and sure. Lily has moved to London from Dover about two years ago, and all right, 
Perhaps it was a little odd that both of their best friends were coming to see their show with their significant others at the same time. But literally, the odds. Remus shakes James's hand and gets hugged by Lily again. Sirius's little jealousy dragon perks up, but Remus kisses the top of his head and settles the creature. Easy, killer. It's good to meet you, James. Lily's said so much about you. James looks suspiciously at Lily, probably still trying, as Sirius is, to figure out how on earth they've gone so long without knowing. Only six months worth, I hope. Lily smirks and Remus laughs. I'm afraid not, James. But don't worry, she's got nothing but good things to say now. Now! Lily just smiles, grabs James's face in her hands, and pulls him down for a kiss. Sirius, expectant, turns to Remus who, with a roll of his eyes, obliges and kisses him sweetly. It's delicate, dolce coamor, and Sirius quite forgets that he's cross with Remus Frey, edging him three fucking times and b, not telling him about his best friend. They find themselves at a very nice bar, though bar seems too crass a word for this place, with its modern decor and suited wait staff, the name dropping in euros that passed between hands. Lily looks nervous, but James keeps his guiding hand on her waist and assures her yes, this is where they're meant to be and no, there aren't prices on the menu and it doesn't matter, she should order what she wants. The drinks are exquisite, perfectly crafted, luxury cocktails that smoke and glisten and bubble beautifully, and before long, the four of them are rosy-cheeked and laughing freely as they trade stories. Has Remus told you about the wolfhound that had it out for him, Sirius? Sirius looks from Lily to Remus and back again. No. He draws out, a slow smile sliding onto his face. Lily, no. For whatever reason, this big Irish wolfhound named Kaumin, I know, who names their dog Kaumin, determined that Remus, and only Remus, was a threat to the peace of the street. Every time he walked by, that dog would have a go at him. What did you do to him? Sirius accuses playfully, thriving in Remus's embarrassment. Dogs don't just hate someone for no reason. I did nothing. I tried to give him some bacon once and the bastard bit me on my ass. Oh, so that's where that scar is from. The one that sort of jags down to your D. Don't need to share that information with the class, Sirius. Remus interrupts, sliding his warm hand over Sirius's mouth. Their eyes meet and a fissure of want breaks through him. Remus must feel it, too, or feel the way Sirius gasps against his palm. And just like that, his trousers are tight again. Fuck. Remus clears his throat, withdraws his hand, and downs the rest of his cocktail. If you'll excuse me, he murmurs before getting up and walking towards the laughs. Well, Sirius isn't an idiot. He waits until Lily and James have occupied themselves on the dance floor before whisking himself after Remus. He's pulled into the disabled stall and pinned to the metal wall by Remus's hips and very obvious erection. Dill down bad for it. Remus taunts, like he doesn't fucking know. Sirius nods frantically, reduced to squirming already under the force of his amber gaze. Please. Please. Fuck. Remus. We can be quick. I just need. I know. I know. Remus soothes and Sirius watches, captivated, as he sinks to his knees. You've been so good and patient. If asked in front of the magistrate, or in front of a madman with a knife and asked why the next words came out of his mouth, Sirius truly would not be able to provide an answer. No, I haven't. 
Remus pauses midway through unzipping Sirius's flies. He looks up at him, a wicked gleam entering his eyes that has Sirius dripping another glob of pre-cum into his pants. Fuck, they feel soaked already. No, you haven't. Remus agrees mildly. Too mildly. He straightens up, shoves his hand into Sirius's pants to stroke him briskly, and smirks. So here's what's going to happen. Remus snods him within an inch of his life and a millimeter of his goddamn sanity, drawing out the most mortifying, slagging noises from Sirius's very soul, a countermelody to the slick sounds of their mouths and Remus's low refrain of, Just wait until we get home. It's painfully obvious when they return to the table what they've been doing. Sirius's mouth is cherry red and feels a little swollen, he's got stubble burn on his neck, and Remus's hair has been upended. James's hair is also a little worse for wear, and Lily looks rather proud of herself. James looks at them, trying to repress a smile. I got worried and went to check on you, everything go okay in there. Sirius shoots him an icy look, but Remus chokes briefly on his water. Fine, thanks. Sirius snips, but James is not easily deterred. Sounded like someone was in agony in there. You eating enough fiber. Peeing after sex. All that. Ow. Lily. Lily's elbowed him in the ribs, and Sirius could kiss her. You say that like we were just dancing. She teases, and James turns red under his bronze skin. Lily looks at Remus, her entire demeanor changing in an instant. We're here all week and you two must be tired. Why don't we call it and meet up tomorrow for breakfast, for brunch? Saint Lily of the Horny Slags. Bless you. Sirius whispers in her ear as they part ways, and Sirius makes sure to tip their Uber driver handsomely for the absolute display they put on in his back seat. Lifts seemed to be their thing, the tension of the day coming to a head and snapping the moment those doors slide shut. Sirius has lost track of how many people they've startled or offended over the past weeks, but he can't find it in himself to care. Remus is touching him, sucking on his neck, and they tumble into Sirius's room into the bedroom, roving, hot hands and filthy promises turned reality. Remus tries to remove his suit jacket, but Sirius stops him with a near-feral growl. No. Leave it on. He demands, sliding it back onto Remus's shoulders and doing the buttons of his waistcoat up again. God, you look so fucking good. How the fuck? How the fuck? Remus scoffs and sets to stripping Sirius bare, suit coat and button-up cast carelessly off onto the bed. Boat I flung to the ether, undershirt pulled over his head. Sock garters. Remus mumbles against his thigh as he drags Sirius's trousers and pants down, and he gives one of them a snap. I'd love to see you in stays, he adds, mouthing his way up Sirius's legs to bite at his hip bone. On, um, yeah. I ha, have three say say sets, ah fuck, Remus. Remus has taken his throbbing cock down to the hilt in his mouth, and Sirius keens. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Please, Remus, please, need to feel you. Remus pulls off with a pop and walks him backwards into the bathroom. It's a sprawling ensuite, rather nice for the digs the foundation puts them up in, and Sirius's back connects with the cold, hard edge of the sink. Remus spins him, and Sirius moans weakly at their reflections, him, flushed and completely undone, and Remus, suited, collected, and hungry behind him. Like this. God, yes, yes. Don't need prep, Remus, just. 
Sirius cuts himself off with a pitiful whine when the heat of Remus's body leaves him. Getting a condom and lube, princess. Remus calls, laughing, and oh no, has a new kink been unlocked. Princess sends a violent shiver through his body, but Sirius decides to tuck that particular curiosity away for later. Despite his claim, Remus tries to prep him anyway, sliding two lube-slicked fingers into his body before Sirius can protest further. He's not gentle about it, and Sirius really doesn't want him to be. Not after four ruined orgasms. Not after a day of thirsting after him without respite, of watching him sparkle as he spoke to his best friend, seeing a whole new side of him. Remus always appears happy around him, but with Lily, he glowed and fully relaxed into himself. Sirius wants to see that all the time. He wants. Enough. Fuck. Me. Christ, you're a bossy bottom. Remus tuts fondly as he withdraws his fingers. He lines up and Sirius's whole body hums with the sostenuto of finally. Only for the fucking arsehole to pause just shy of breaching him. Remus. Sirius snaps, a piece of him breaking off, shattered by the denial, by the teasing. Beg. Please. Remus snorts and holds Sirius's hips firmly against the marble counter as he slowly slides himself along Sirius's crease. Bag. It comes out of Sirius's mouth like water, just pouring into existence. Remus, please, please, I need you, please, God. I'll do anything, anything, just fuck me. I'm so desperate. Need you, baby, please. It's the baby that does it, Sirius would think later, because Remus already started to move after that word but he doesn't have the brain capacity for that now. Anything. Remus repeats when he's bottomed out, his words a heavy exhale into Sirius's hair. When Sirius nods, Remus reaches around to tilt Sirius's job. Look at yourself. Don't stop looking at yourself. Remus instructs. He'd be mad to disobey. Remus has already shown him that he has no qualms about leaving Sirius high and dry, and Sirius really doesn't think his fragile grip on sanity a family trait, can handle another one. So he looks. He sees himself lean forward onto the sink and hold on for dear life as Remus sets a brutal pace. Their sex is usually a little on the rougher side, both of them really liking to bite and leave just for them hickeys on the skin, but this is a step above. Sirius probably could have done with more prep, but the burn and stretch is fantastic, and just what he's needed. He starts to close his eyes. But when Remus stops suddenly, Sirius opens them and resumes watching their reflections. This is exactly what you wanted, isn't it? Remus groans, and Sirius watches him look down to where they are joined, and if that's not the hottest thing he's seen all day. Bent over a bathroom sink and used. Yes, fuck, yes. Sirius babbles. Always want that from from fuck Remus on try, un. Remus slams into his prostate and Sirius sees stars. Great white supernovas exploding in his eyes, ripping his orgasm from him without warning or finesse or mercy, because Remus keeps going. Good. Remus pants, stilling for half a second before getting Sirius's barked. Don't you dare fucking stop. Sirius is oversensitive by a long shot, and normally he'd want to take a little break, turn around and get Remus off another way, but his balls still feel fucking full. How? And his dick hasn't quite softened. The zips of too much fade with every thrust, and Sirius is reduced to low, guttural moans by the time his cock hardens again. He ceases to exist outside of his body, 
a constant pleasure center that Remus has full control of. He wouldn't even know his own name if asked, his entire world whittled down to Remus's cock driving into his arse, Remus's suit trousers rubbing against his thighs, Remus's teeth on the back of his neck, Remus's hands dragging his hips back against his. You're so gorgeous, Remus breathes. All fucked out for me, and you're about to come again, aren't you? I can feel you tightening around my cock, God, Sirius, fuck. Touch me. Sirius begs, his voice small amid the echo of the slap of skin. Remus, thank God, does then, letting go of his hips to start stroking his cock in earnest. Far fuck, thank, fuck, thank you, oh God. I know you have another in you. Remus's voice is getting strained, and Sirius knows he's close, knows he's about to tip over the crescendo building and building and about to break. And just like that, he curses and praises Sirius's name in the same breath, his cock driving into him hard one last time and then several long, rapid thrusts that fade to nothing except residual twitches. Sirius is right there though, coming at the sight of Remus's face in the mirror, at the beauty of it, the awe in it, the raw emotion he sees written across it. He spills into Remus's hand, splashing the marble counter. When he tries to slump forward, because he has been well fucked, Remus loops his arms under Sirius's and pulls him upright as he slides out. Look, Remus prompts. Sirius does, and he's never looked so thoroughly fucked in his entire life. His face and neck are flushed, his chest is slick with sweat and a rogue dollop of cum. His nipples are red and purpling from where Remus squeezed them, and red fingerprint marks cover his hips. And there's Remus in his fucking suit, peering at him from over his shoulder. Absolutely gorgeous, Remus whispers. Their clean-up shower is surprisingly chaste, but then they decide to split a bottle, two bottles, of port and see if the tub can hold two grown men. It turns out that it can, even if the bubbles do spill over onto the tiles below, and Sirius holds Remus between his spread legs, his back against Sirius's chest. I think I might be a little bit in love with you. Sirius confesses to the top of Remus's head when the first bottle is empty. They've refilled the tub basin with hot water, and even the horror of pruny fingers can't convince Sirius to leave this little bubble of euphoria. Remus lifts one hand, elegant, bubble-coated, perfect, and cards his fingers through Sirius's damp hair without looking up. He's quiet for a long time, so long that Sirius begins formulating plans for a time machine, or an undo button or a way to fake his death, change his name, and move to another continent. Finally, Remus tilts his head to look at Sirius, eyes soft and knowing and so easy to lose himself in, Sirius barely hears. Only a little bit. Sirius swallows hard and covers Remus's hand with his own. I might have understated a little. A lot. I might be a lot in love with you. Remus spins with the squeaking of the tub and further sloshing of the water and pours them both another glass of port. His lips are stained dark red from the drink. I might be a lot in love with you too, he says quietly then. Are we mad? Oh, assuredly. Do we care? Not for one second. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text-to-speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.